Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is y'all's duly, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio. It's your boy Bones with Robin Cat, as always. Ladies and gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Good, how are you? Can't complain. Can't complain. I've got you, wine, so I'm doing good. Ooh. You can complain. You can always complain. I can most definitely find <laughs> something to bitch about. <laughs> Believe me, I am good at that. I can definitely do that. Guys, Thanksgiving's coming this week. Holy shit. I know. You don't sound too happy about that, Robert. <laughs> it, it just seems like it's not time yet. It's a weird year for it, also. Yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. is. And you're right, man. Like, I still feel like I'm stuck somewhere in the middle of the summer. Yeah, yeah. It's just been such a strange year that it doesn't feel like uh, it's time yet. But I guess here we are. Here we are at Thanksgiving. Uh, you're right. Dude, I wasn't ready for Halloween. I wasn't ready. Uh-huh. Like, it just all... It won't stop. Yeah, yeah, and, no. And everybody keeps saying, "Oh, we're almost through this terrible year." I'm like, "What makes you guys think 2021 is going to be any better?" <laughs> right? It's, it's not like it's not like we reach the end of the year and everything resets. We get to all start over. This is very true. This is very true, guys. Um, I I finally got everything we were talking about a little before we we started. I finally got everything working for like sound effects and shit again. And oh boy. <laughs> it's been a while since this has been played i don't think cats cats never heard it rob i'm sure you've heard this at some point but i i just want i can i play one my favorite one real quick yeah okay (laughs) you catching this rob oh yeah (laughs) damn (laughs) Does this explain the reluctance when you said yes? Did you know <laughs> this was coming? No, I didn't know. I didn't know it was going to be this one, but... Jesus. Good lord. That's impressive. That's your favorite one, That's huh? my favorite one. <laughs> I, I actually got this when I recorded it myself. I was hiding in Rob's shower one night, <laughs> and then I recorded this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, shit. I'm sorry, guys. I can't help myself. Anyway, it's the type of uh, sophistication you get here at Slash Radio. That's right. That's right. Nothing but highbrow humor. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, we are uh, on the crups of Thanksgiving. Uh, and, and not only that, for, forget about what's coming up. What we ha- what we did, re- we haven't really sat and recorded it for a little bit because we had a couple things in the can and then some things came up and it, things got juggled around. But here we are. And Rob, you picked the movie that we're doing this week i did i'm excited about it too uh, okay all right. <laughs> i like this movie shut up oh boy all right well we are we're we're in for a good one Let, let's get through the news and stuff so that we can start um because I, I i don't know cat's views on this but 
we talked a little about it a little while ago, and she seems like she's riding the same wave of the, uh, the fog, nineteen eighty, as I am. Yeah, I don't, I don't like either one of your tones. <laughs> My issue with it is that I, I think I personally am the most entertaining when I really love or really hate something, and I, the fog is like in that in between area for me where I'm not gonna get real defensive, or you know. It's, I'm not going to rip it apart or anything. It's it's a decent enough movie. I, I liked it. Yeah, it's in between great and awesome. <laughs> uh oh. You know, that's a good way of putting it though, Kat. That, that is per like I I don't want Rob to think I'm going to shit on this movie, but I, I can already tell the the caliber he's putting this at and uh yeah, I I I feel like we're gonna have differing views. Which is always I feel like fun. I'm gonna be like right in the middle of you two. As always. <laughs> As always. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. All right, so let's get into the news so that we can start talking about that. And there is some interesting stuff to talk about this week. Um, as always, by the way, you guys can go check out all these articles and more at slashradio.com. Uh, go check out 12nightshorror.com, promotehorror.com, horrormoviestuff.com. They're great uh, sources for horror, indie horror, uh, mainstream stuff. You know, go make sure to check them out to give them a little look-see. All right, first up, there's a new Predator movie in the works. And it's from the director of Cloverfield Lane. I'm going to apologize for this one already. Dan Trachenberg? Yeah, Trackenberg. Trackenberg. Oh, I, I got it right. Yeah. You were close. Uh, well, <laughs> all right, I'll, I'll take it. You know what? I'm gonna give myself one of those. All right, there you go. Yeah, there you go. go. <laughs> um, guys, I mean, I like Cloverfield Lane. I I feel like it can be. It's off off from Predator, but I could see where it could mesh. What do you guys think about that? Um, I mean, I don't know, like. The last Predator movie sucked, mm-hmm. and I don't know. You take a guy who who makes sort of a quiet, contained movie like Ten Cloverfield Lane, and you give him a Predator movie. I just don't know what the hell to expect. I was really disappointed with the end of Ten Cloverfield Lane. I'm still not quite over that one. So the idea of I, the thing is, is that I liked so much of the movie right up until the end, and then I just I got so disappointed those last few minutes. <laughs> Not a fan. That's fair. And you're right. The last part of the movie sucked, but th- this is a p- completely different team and view and all that stuff. So we don't know. It could suck even more. It could be great. We don't know. But I I see the the matchup with 10 Cloverfield Lane, but I, I, I'm, I'm skeptical. Definitely skeptical. Yeah. I mean, anytime they make a sequel to Predator or, or Alien or any of them, I'm skeptical. Right, you know, I, I just they haven't made a, a really good one in a long time. Yeah, yeah, that, that is very true. And you know what? I am really gonna piss Rob off here, but I'm not. I want to word it carefully. I'm not a huge fan of the Alien and Predator movies. Um, the originals think, are really good. Like, I Alien. think it's unfortunate that they're grouped in together because Alien really really good aliens really the, the first three alien movies i would watch whenever but Ew. 
Three, two? Well, okay. <laughs> I mean, the first two I'd watch whenever, and the third one I would I would laugh through. Yeah, I mean, three's okay, <laughs> but um, the first two were just absolute classics, so I think it makes it really hard on three. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it, it, they did set the bar unrealistically high, yeah. but Predator, and that's the thing about uh, the new Predator movie, is I'm not going to be terribly offended if the new Predator sucks. I wasn't terribly offended when the last one sucked. Like, it... I was okay with it. I think I'm gonna be okay, even if I don't like the new one. Yeah, I... Predator, the original, is great. Like, it's just great, stupid fun. Yeah. Um... But it's not uh, quite on the same level as, like, Alien. Alien's a masterpiece. Alien is so good. Yeah, and, you know, and again, I'm not taking anything from them by saying that. They're, they're great movies. Me, personally, to sit down, if I could pick any movie I want, Alien and Predator, they're going to be low on the list. Personally. And I'm not taking that. That's me acknowledging how great they are. You know, it's one of those movies I can see why it gets put where it is. It's just not on mine. Yeah. That's fair. Are you going to yell at me for that, Rob? No, that's fair enough. Oh, wow. Okay. He is tired. Yeah, I, yeah. I know, right? <laughs> Jeez. I thought Rob was, Rob was going to give me one of those fucking... Catch me outside. How about that? Yeah, look at that one. <laughs> oh. No, you just woke me up for this. I, I'm sleepy. I... <laughs> Poor Rob. Um, all right, so we'll, we'll see what, what comes of that. I'm sure... It being 2020 and everything getting delayed, I don't know how uh, Dan uh, Trechenberg said on Twitter it was supposed to be a surprise, and he's been working on it for almost four years, so I don't know where they are on that train. Four years? Right. How long does it take to make a damn movie? Come on. (laughs) I don't know, but I, I would imagine... He's been working on maybe getting his, getting the role of it, getting the right. I, I don't know how that worked, but it's hard for me to believe that this there's actually been work being done. For I don't know. But uh, next up, Never Hike Alone: The Ghost Cut is out, and um, there's new scenes and and features for it and all that stuff. I haven't seen. Never Hike Alone in its entirety. For anybody who doesn't know, it's a fan film of Friday the 13th. Did either of you guys catch this? I know it was a big deal a few years ago. It was, yeah, it's good. Um, they did a really good job with it. Uh, I did. I haven't seen. They made a sequel called Never Hike in the Snow, right? Which just came out, and I haven't watched that one yet. But Never Hike Alone was really good. Um, I don't know what the hell the ghost cut is. Though. I think it's from the the snow one. It's what it seems like. Oh. Yeah. Well, I yeah, I don't know. Um, but yeah, they did a, a an excellent job with the with the first one. Yeah. Kat, did you catch uh, Never Had Alone? I didn't. I actually have not seen it. Okay. Well, what do you think? I mean, I think it's great that because uh, again, I've never seen it in its entirety. I'll sit and watch fan fan films and all that stuff for sure. And this is definitely the higher quality of them. But what do you, Kat? What do you think about fan films? Because I think it's great that. Especially Friday the 13th, the legalities and all the shit they're tied up in right now. At least we're getting something, right? Oh, yeah. I I like uh, fan content, generally. I think it gets kind of a bad rap. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually, like, fan films and, and any kind of fan creation, I think, gets shit on for no reason. And sometimes it's, like, really, really good. Um, yeah, I... 
So I, I would be interested in watching it. Is it... Where do you get it? On YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah. YouTube? Yeah, they're on YouTube. Um, I don't think they're allowed to sell it, so I'd imagine it's free. Um, but, no, Kat, you're right, because I think people think fan film, and they think, like, 18, 20-year-old kids with, you know, their cell phone or GoPro going around making a Blair Witch Project-style <laughs> fucking Friday the 13th movie with a mask they bought on eBay, but... I mean, there are, especially now in the day of 2020, how easy it is to film content. I mean, there's high-quality stuff out there, and this is definitely one of them. And it's kind of cool just that they're... I mean, dude, it's crazy how fan films... Like, that's some DVD-type shit. You know, like Blu-ray, where you get extra cuts and scenes and features. and Like, it's crazy that it's come that far. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll watch fan films, but, you know... I, I do it. I always go in a little skeptical. So, like, I'll start it. And if it looks like garbage, I'm turning it off within the first couple of minutes and I'm out, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, I don't mind it. I, I enjoyed, uh, like I said, this one, Never Hike Alone, was really good. Um, and I, I just haven't had a chance to sit down and watch the Never Hike in the Snow yet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've been looking. Because I've always said that there should be a Friday the 13th movie in the snow. And that's the beauty of it, man. All these movies and rights and money and budgets and approvals and and legal problems like Friday the 13th, perfect example. So many things, and then you get scripts and it has to be rewritten and this doesn't work that all like... You get what people want, which is kind of cool. You know, there's really no restrictions. It's just a matter of what they're willing to do, which, yeah, I mean, I think that's awesome. But no, I... I, I there was one... Uh, I don't know who it was by, but I had seen a Freddy, uh, not a Freddy, uh, uh, Jason versus Michael Myers. That one I saw. <laughs> right. And there, I mean, there's a bunch of them out there, but man, there was one that was really good. Quality was surprisingly good, though. There was, uh, <laughs> there was that one, and there was also Batman versus Predator. Really? I think was the other one, which it, it sounds like one of those, like, ridiculous joke pairings, but the production quality on it was so good damn batman that that see that's some shit that could never get approved on a big screen no one would allow that no <laughs> yeah no 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 that's gonna get held to up see. in rights and yeah <laughs> it would never see the light of day but damn man i think that was one of like the first fan films that i ha had seen cat who won you have to watch it. Oh, <laughs> I can't spoil wow. Batman versus Predator. No, no spoilers. <laughs> Did she really hit us with that, Rob? <laughs> we gotta wait and see now. We don't know. Um, all right, so that, that that's kind of cool, guys. Go check that out on YouTube because you gotta. That's the thing too. You gotta support this stuff. And I don't know how. I know they can't collect money and all that, but figure out a way to support this stuff. And going to watch it on YouTube and getting them views is part of it, so definitely go do that. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so this is something that really, really makes me happy. And me and Kat already argued a little bit over this topic, kind of, sort of. Scream 5 is done filming. Kevin Williamson's tweeting about it. They revealed the title. It's going to be just Scream, which I don't fucking like. <laughs> Guys, what, what the... What, how are they going to name it Scream? They're riding a Halloween train. Halloween made a bajillion dollars. So they're like, well, we're going to call this one Scream. They'll probably call the next one Scream Kills. <laughs> I'm, 
<laughs> yeah, I'm on the fence between being like really frustrated because I think it's a really dumb kind of a cheap thing to do and thinking it's complete genius because <laughs> Scream always did that thing where it, it reflected what was going on in the horror genre at the time and just like flat out copying the formula from Halloween's reboot success is maybe genius or really dumb and I can't tell <laughs> it's the most Scream thing they could have did yeah yeah, I don't know, but they did confirm that it is a sequel, right? It's not a reboot or anything. I, it is a sequel, right? I, that's the impression I got. Yeah, that's that's. I think I read that somewhere that the the directors confirmed that it is. It's a sequel. It's not a. It's not a reboot. It's not you know, or a remake or anything. Because that's where it gets confusing when when you give it the same name. Then I'm like, well, is it a remake or is it another sequel? I don't, you know. Right. And that was my thing. It's like, well, wait a minute. What the hell are you guys doing here? But I, I highly doubt it. Because, I mean, you, you really can't unless you change. It's a remake with the same fucking characters, the same actors of those characters. Just how many years yeah. older? Like, you would have to change everything story-wise, which would make no sense at this point. So, yeah, I doubt it. Uh, it, it would be know. interesting if they did make a remake. I'm not saying this is a good idea at all, but imagine if they made a remake and it's like all the main cat, like Nev Campbell and, and David Arquette and all them, they're like the parents of the kids who go through it. But it's like yeah. just a remake. Act like nothing else happened. No, I don't want to see that. Me either. So, no. <laughs> um, now I'm still looking forward to it. I, you know, hopefully it'll be good. I but I, yeah, I don't, I don't care for that title at all. Mm -mm. No, they, they got a lot of balls doing it. I don't like it, and I'm still scared about this movie because I love Scream so much. And Cat, I do think that Scream Four was very good, but <laughs> damn, <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I, I, I don't. To me, Scream Three was on that line of bad. It, it, I won't call it bad. I won't call it great, but. To me, we haven't seen a bad Scream movie yet. Oh, I'll call Scream 3 a piece of shit. That was terrible. <laughs> oh, Rob. I don't Scream. think we've had a... It, it's hard because Scream and Scream 2 set the bar high. It, yeah. It's in that same Aliens thing where it's like the bar got too high. I think Scream 3 looks a lot worse than it was because it had to follow those two. It's enjoyable. It's not great. It's it's the weakest one, but yeah. it's you know if I'm watching if I've just seen the first two screams, I'd watch the third one. You know. See, I would argue that Scream Three is objectively a bad movie. It's just bad. It's <laughs> it has Jay and Silent shit, fucking shit. Bob in it for God's uh, sake. That... It's a bad movie. Rob, damn it! I'm a <laughs> I'm a stop you right there. Do not talk bad about Jay and Silent Bob. Damn it. I love Jay and Silent Bob. I love Kevin Smith. They're great characters. They don't belong in a fucking Scream movie. Well, Wes Craven and Scream were in a Jay and Silent Bob movie. Which one? When? Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back. Remember the chimp was the fucking was Scream? Was Ghostface? No, I don't remember that part. I haven't seen that movie in years. That's a good movie. Yeah, they were running through the movie set. Wes Craven sitting there, and then they ran into a Scream movie. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah okay. Yeah, that's Took right. the mask off, and it was the monkey. Yeah, yeah. Now, that works better than having Jay and Silent Bob in my fucking Scream movie. I don't want them in. Um, I'm appalled. No, I, Scream 3 is a, a objectively bad. Scream 4 is okay. Uh, all right. 
I don't even know who two people are at this point. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm not going to turn this into a screen episode right now, even though I really, really want to. <laughs> well, they've got an uphill battle because they're making a screen movie without Wes. Yes. And then they're going to... And then they're going to give it a stupid title. <laughs> you know, uh, and not off to a good start, guys. Uh, true. I, I'm glad you brought that up, too, because, dude, it's so, like, to take, you, you'd be better off, well, I don't know, better off, but it'd be arguable to take out Nev Campbell before Wes Craven if you really look at the whole thing. Because I would trust, as much as I love Nev Campbell, I would never want her taken out of this franchise, but... I would trust if Wes Craven was there, he'd figure it out and make it work and make it great. I told you, I wanted him to make uh, Sidney Prescott the killer in Scream 4. I was all excited about that idea. I did think that was going to be surprise of Scream 4 and it yeah. was not not that I was not that my enjoyment was banking on that, but the end that Scream 4 had did feel very lackluster. In comparison, <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like some AV nerd or something, and yeah, yeah. that is the second time I heard that. Uh, Dismay, who used to do this show, shit all over Scream Four, and we had it out over that, and that was her argument. She was like, "There's no way that that girl and that little nerd is going to be doing all that lifting <laughs> bodies and doing all this stuff." Yeah. <laughs> you got a point. It, don't make me say that on on recording. <laughs> here, please. But I Scream Four, by the way, I don't think Scream Four is bad. I, it's not a bad movie. It's just it doesn't. Uh, last I watched them not that long ago. I watched all four movies because it'd been a while since I'd seen them, and it there's something about it where it doesn't quite feel like a Scream movie to me. I, I don't know. It felt like a reunion episode. Yeah, like I can't quite—I can't quite put my finger on it. What it, what it was about it that where it didn't feel like the other movies for some reason. Um, but it's fine. I mean, I, I didn't hate it or anything. It's better than the third one. Okay. Yeah. All right. I will say it is probably better than the third one. Although, again, I think the third one's enjoyable. No, it's like, not. It's, <laughs> but it's, it's not. not. You're wrong. <laughs> it's not scary. It's not up to the quality of the other ones. But it's... I have fun watching it. Screen 3 had moments. Know. I'm not sure you guys know what fun is. <laughs> Coming from Rob fucking Humphrey. Holy shit. Sweet Jesus. But no, Screen 3... It, it had moments, and I, I'm not going to sit here and argue that it's a really good movie, because it's not. But it did have moments that you could point, like, okay, that was good. And, you know, that, hey, man, that's more than most movies give you nowadays. This is true. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Alright, so, enough of Scream. Uh, the last thing I wanted to bring up to you guys was, and th- this just came out, I think, today, yesterday, something like that. Robert England joins the cast of Stranger Things 4. Oh, I'm going to have to start watching Stranger Things now. <laughs> that was my exact reaction right there, Kat. Beautiful. There it was. It's not, it's not a bad show, guy. Really? It's not. I'm, uh, it's I don't fine. Know. Yeah, I, Stranger Things is entertaining enough. I don't know what they're going to have Robert England do, but... He's a disturbed man imprisoned for a gruesome murder. In Stranger Things? Yeah. All right. No, in real life. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Um, No, I like Robert England. It's always weird for me to see him outside that Freddy makeup, but you know, 
Mm-hmm. Um, it'll be, you know, it's a good show. They'll use him well. I, I, I have faith in uh, the guys who make the strange, Stranger Things. It's a, it's been solid pretty much all the way through. There was a, a couple of detours in season two that were kind of stupid, but it's a good show. I've never watched it. It's just one of those things that I look at and I, I hear all the hype about it and everyone's talking about it. And I've seen a couple things. I've seen that fucking Demogorgon. And I look at it and say, no. I refuse, no! Yeah. I, I mean, I, I can see why you wouldn't want to. Like, I, I got on it really early. Like, when it came out, I just, I started watching it, like, right away. And had I waited and, and seen all the hype and everything build up and seen, you know, the kids on their bikes and stuff, I probably would be the same way. Yeah. I think that was the problem for me. I think I didn't jump on the bandwagon fast enough, and then it got hyped up too much. I, I yeah. only saw, like, the first few episodes. Everyone was like, this is going to be your favorite show, and I sat down to watch it, and it's like, it's okay, I guess. Yeah, I don't find it to be super scary um, or anything. I mean, it's, you know, it's uh, it's entertaining enough. Uh, the second season's weak, but they redeemed themselves with the third season very well. Um, and I'm looking forward to season four. Like I'll check it out. And having Robert, or, yeah, having Robert England on board, that uh, you know makes it that much more interesting to me. Yeah, and I think Robert England takes the type of uh, pride in his legacy that he he wouldn't jump on. I, Tony Todd is very similar, also in this way. They won't take anything on unless it's, you know, up to their standards. So yeah. I, I trust that in, in him as well. So I love Robert England. I really like Robert England, but uh, some of his some of his roles, maybe. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> zombies versus strippers. <laughs> I've never seen the Robert Englands in a movie with strippers and zombies? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, shit. Yeah, but I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. That's a classic. All right. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, oop, I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I'm sorry. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry, my man. Somebody take the soundboard away from Mikey. <laughs> Jesus. Oops. Um. All right. So that that's it for for the for the news. Rob, you have us talking about the Fog, 1980, million dollar budget. Had $21 million in the box office. What? Because you talked so highly of it so, so mm-hmm. earlier on the episode. What? You know what? Actually, before you even tell us what you think about it, give a quick, because I've seen so much shit online about this movie. And even just because I haven't seen, I think I've seen this twice, once in its entirety and once not forever ago. And I remember sitting there thinking, is this a slasher? Is it paranormal? Is it? Like what the hell? Give give your quick because this is this is something that a lot of people are you know they're looking up. Oh, as soon as I put in the fog, nineteen eighty explained was on the list. So it's like a lot of people obviously look this up and say what the hell is it? Give a quick uh, synopsis of what you think this movie was. All right. So um, first of all, it sounds like a lot of people are dumb because the movie is pretty simple to understand. <laughs> uh, so it's. About there's a town, uh, Antonio Bay, that's celebrating its uh, 100th birthday, its centennial, if you will, and they come across a, a group of people find the legend of how the uh, a diary explaining basically how the town started, and they had 
caused a, um, a ship full of uh, lepers who were coming over to settle a leper colony to wreck. They did this purposely so that they could steal their riches. Um, we learn all that as the movie unfolds. But now on this 100th anniversary, this uh, fog is rolling into town and there are mysterious creatures in the fog that are killing off the townspeople one by one. Right. Um, I don't. I don't see what's so hard to understand about that. Well, I, I remember. And I, Kat, I don't know if you felt the same way as I did, but I remember watching this the first time I watched it, and I remember thinking it was a slash. I had known nothing about it. I was like, who knows, fourteen, whatever. And I was like, oh, okay, this is a slasher movie because it kind of gave you the you know the hook and all this stuff. It looked like a slasher, and then it's like, wait a minute, is this a creature flick? And then I moved to paranormal, and I'm like. Cat, where did you did you get confused too? <laughs> I will say, I uh I don't remember being confused the first time I watched it, but I I didn't remember it very well. Like I remember having seen it and and a couple like vague scenes. Uh, so when I went to rent it uh, to watch it before this episode, there was a moment where I read the synopsis and I was like, "Is that what the fog is?" And then I right. had to do like a double take. It was like. Have I seen this? Am I thinking of the wrong movie? Like, what what happened? Because I did not... The, uh, the synopsis that uh, Amazon gave me was also very weird. It made it seem like it was going to be a lot more about the ship itself. Like, oh, yeah. which... Uh, but I remembered, like, all these cityscapes, and then I read the synopsis that's like, oh, ghost crew haunts, you know, people on, their, on the anniversary of their death. And I was like, is that right? Is that... Yeah. Which technically it is, but it it was very misleading. And then you know I started watching the movie, and it's like, okay, yeah, I, I remember this. <laughs> I've seen yeah. this. I, I think I guess I can see like I think the confusion that that people might have comes from the fact that um, there's there's a lot that happens to make um, there's a, I don't know there's a lot that happens to sort of uh, give the hints especially towards the beginning that something weird is going on in town like uh we see like that sort of gas station that kind of comes alive on its own right um and then you see like uh the glass is shattering and like the clock and all the all the other stuff um so i i get that but i i just chalk that up to there's something weird in the air there's weird forces at work um you know i when I sat down to watch it this time, and I've seen this movie I don't know how many times, I was, as I was watching it, for some reason, I kept thinking there there were ghosts in the fog, but they're not really ghosts. They're just sort of creatures. Um, and so I think that maybe they're not well-defined exactly what's what's in the fog, and maybe that leads to a lot of the confusion, too. I mean, at one point, you get um, a guy who's in in the morgue who just sits up and grabs a scalpel as if he's a zombie. Right. I don't know why that's there. Honestly, I have no <laughs> clue. Like that doesn't it doesn't mesh with anything else that happens in the movie. <laughs> um, but you know, there it is. <laughs> they had a lot of crosses in this, like so. Legion of demonic is like I I, I got confused. I'm not gonna lie. Well, there is, um, yeah, there is a lot of that uh, sort of uh, church imagery and stuff. But that, I think, is because, yeah, it's because of the priest. Uh, you know, Father Malone, I think is his name. And it was his, you know, great-grandfather or whatever who who set up, the, the... <laughs> set up the scheme to kill all the lepers and take their money. 
um, who was also, I believe, the, the, the priest in town. So that, um, I think, is why you see a lot of that, that imagery in the movie. I think one of the things that really got me uh, is that a lot of the scenes that I remembered really well from the first time I'd seen the movie, like back back when I was a kid, is I remembered a lot of the tension toward the end of the movie, but I was surprised at how much supernatural buildup there was watching it through this time. Like, I did not remember any of the buildup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which I, and I think the end, I, there was a lot, there were a lot of plot threads that I really liked. But I think it would have been a more memorable and maybe um, it might have made a little bit more sense if they had focused in on any one of those plot threads. Because alternating back and forth, it's not a very long movie. It's it's like just a little under an hour and a half, I think. Mm -hmm. And it's there's a lot going on. So none of it gets explained the best. And I think I think all of the church imagery, I think the story with uh, Father Malone in there would have had more of an impact if he had been a larger character from the beginning. Like, we see him in the beginning, but we don't really know what his his deal is until later. Yeah, I, I can see all that. It's less focused. Yeah. Halloween, for sure. Well, that that's a pretty good lead-up into my next question for you guys. Obviously, Halloween was... This movie was preceding Halloween... It, did you? Did, I seen comparisons to things you could throw like, oh, okay, this is John Carpenter's John. Did you, did that stand out to you guys a lot, or is this something that was just like completely okay? This is its own thing. I think that this is very much its own thing. Although because it's John Carpenter, um, he has um a his style. own style, right. his own style of filmmaking. I mean, he's very much the definition of an, an auteur and um. So I, I think that people draw can draw comparisons between it and Halloween because of that. Yeah. You know, it also he did the score for both movies. And so there's there's a bit of, um, you know, the same sort of feel to the score as as there is for Halloween. Um, but I don't I don't see other other than those sort of comparisons, which you could make for any sort of, you know, director that has their own styles movie that I, I don't see any comparisons at all. I feel like John Carpenter, I, I'm not going to say more so than anybody, but he's definitely one of those guys where it's he, his style is much more defined. Uh, the thing, as much as I hate to bring that damn thing up, but it, it, I don't know how you, I, I, I don't know go. how you can hate on that movie. There we go, Cat. You see A what brilliant movie. Oh boy, Cat. What do you think about the thing? I like the thing. God, <laughs> it's a it's a fucking genius movie. <laughs> oh my Why? god. So I'm I'm outnumbered on this one too. Yeah. Great. <laughs> Great. Lucky me. So it, it, not not to veer off on whether it was good or bad, but the thing also felt a lot like this movie and Halloween. Yeah, John Carpenter's style is extremely defined. And, you know, I think as much as he has, because he wrote this too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's. I think you. The other way that the, the two stories kind of compare is that John Carpenter is he's brilliant at ratcheting up the tension yeah um and creating very uh, you know tense moments on screen um i i think he does a good job at that in this film too i will say if the entire film had been 
Oh, I don't remember her name. She would have had to be developed a little bit more. I think if Adrian Bardot mm -hmm. uh, had been the central character and she had been up in her radio tower, like with the fog coming in, I think the some brilliant tension was implemented in the scenes where she's, you know, she apologizes to her son for not being there to get him back. And it's it's very emotional. And she's there's the scene they're in the car and she's explaining on the radio where the fog is coming in and they're like making turns accordingly and the everything where she was in the radio tower was very tense and if they could have been if it could have been that level of tension through the whole movie it would probably be one of like my favorite classic horror films yeah she's very good in this in, in that role I do want to point out that that radio station makes zero sense, by the oh, way. Oh, it makes no sense. Mechanically, no, it, um, I don't understand how that's a radio station. Yeah, I mean, she, first of all, she owns the radio station. so she, And it's it makes no sense because she's the only person who works there, and it's only on the air from 6 p.m. to 1 a.m. What the hell kind of radio <laughs> station is that? Sure, very, very sure. Yeah, um, but I, I do love I do love that uh, I do love that it's in that cool old lighthouse, and uh, yeah, she's she's great in this movie. She's it's a, a really great character for her, I think. It is, and I I think part of why it doesn't get as much shine as it should is obviously Jamie Lee Curtis, and she was coming off her Halloween performance, and you know she was really blowing up at at this point. She she had done prom night prior to the, to both of those, right? When did prom night come out? Prom Night is... I thought Prom Night was like 81. Let's see. Prom Night 80. Okay, so... Oh, so same year. Yeah, so she she had just come off of Halloween, which is a big-ass thing. Then then you get Prom Night and this in the same year. So yeah, And you got Terror Train in there somewhere, too. Jesus, that's right. Yeah, that, that is very true. So, Jamie Lee Curtis, it's hard to... You're not going to outshine her, you know? So, I, I think yeah. that's a shame of it, too, where you had... As much as you don't want to say Jamie Lee Curtis's character should have taken a back seat because she is who she is, but maybe in this movie it might have been a little bit better of an idea. I character wise, like the character was not as interesting, and I don't think added as much to the tension. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Which again, it is. It's very hard to say because I always want to see more Jamie Lee Curtis and things, but and and that's the tough part because. Especially with John Carpenter, obviously there's ties there, so you know he's gonna push for her to do as much heavy lifting as he can. But maybe that was a bit of a mistake on his part. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I think at the time that he made this, he was married to Adrian Barbeau, so you'd think you'd want to prop uh, his wife's character up more. You would think. You would think. Yeah. Damn. Um. Did you notice John Carpenter's uh, acting role in this movie? I did not. I didn't, no. Yeah, at the very beginning uh, of the movie, he's uh, he plays the character Bennett, who is sort of, I'm not even sure what he does. He works around the church, and <laughs> oh, Father Malone tells him to come back tomorrow. That guy? Yeah. I, didn't, yeah. I did not recognize him at all. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a young John Carpenter. Uncredited. <laughs> his role, yeah. Damn. Well, he just slid right on in there. I didn't even notice him. Yeah, he's got I, this movie's got a hell of a cast. It does. Adrian Barbo, uh Adrian Barbo, Jamie Lee Curtis, um Nancy Loomis is back. She played Nan uh she played um Annie in the the original Halloween. And of course you got Tom Atkins showing up, <laughs> drinking his beer, driving his truck, proving he doesn't need a mustache to get the ladies. Oh my god. Um, 
absolutely a, a, a tremendous cast, top to bottom. It's got uh, Janet Lee's in it, who is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. You know, so, yeah, it's just top to bottom, a great cast all the way around. How the hell do you put Jamie Lee Curtis before Tom Atkins? How is Tom Atkins? <laughs> that's that's fucked up, Rob. You should have been unbiased in your statement on listing these this cast, and you waited to the end, despite me. To wait and pull Tom Atkins out of the out yeah of yeah you save the best for last that's how it works <laughs> oh my God I I can't with you like, you know what? see I can whip you when I want now look at that Rob <laughs> this is great but yeah Tom um, Atkins was in it and you've been on quite the time I I can't get another picture of Tom Atkins from you in my DMs Rob I can't oh yeah oh yeah Cat's not in that thread. <laughs> I'm gonna report Uh-oh. you. I'm gonna report you <laughs> for harassment. This is sexual harassment at that because you're yeah. there's innuendos about Tom Atkins all over those things. I haven't I haven't sent one in a couple of days, but uh, yeah, for a while a there. A couple of was, days. Yeah, for How a while there. I was, are they? I was sending one or two a day. <laughs> Which cat? Just so you know, I responded with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, yeah. Well. Yeah, yeah, see, Rob, look at that. Uh, Ryan Reynolds wins again. She's young. She doesn't know what she wants in a man yet. <laughs> what the? Deadpool. <laughs> right. Van Wilder? No. Damn. All right. But yeah, Tommy Atkins is in this. And you know what? This, not to, um, I don't want to make it like I'm shitting on Tommy. Because he, he does great. You know, all his roles did great. And I think he was perfect for this. He was like that, that. Uh, you know, somewhat rugged. And he, he just, he when he's in a movie, most of his roles that I've seen, it, it's just like it's tailing me. It's it's almost like he was just like they had him in mind when they wrote it, and it, I'm sure that goes to his acting ability, you know. So this yeah. is just another good performance from him. Yeah, no, he's solid. He's always good. I tried to get you guys to watch Night of the Creeps, but you didn't want to do it. He's he's great in that. <laughs> I was willing to watch Night of the Creeps. <laughs> you know it, that um, it's like that demons movie, and there was another one. The one I fell asleep on on Twitch. I forget the name of the fucking movie. It, yeah, I, I don't know what it is about those, like, 80s demon movies that were zombie movies, but not yet. And I, I don't Some about them I can't. I just can't. Yeah. Them. No, I, I get you. But but you get Tom Atkins is in that movie, and his catchphrases thrill me. Oh, that's... He says that, he, he says that a bunch. Huh. It's great. Well, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm looking for a sound effect for that, and I can't even think of anything to fucking play for that. <laughs> I really can't. Um, what do you guys? I, you know what I love about the fog. Let's get back to the fog. All right. Um, I absolutely love the opening with the old man telling the story around the campfire. Do you guys like that? Isn't that cool? It's. I I feel like I'm always going to be talking about cinematography. It was shot very beautifully. It's it's a very stunning opening sequence. I will say. Yeah, I just I think it's a great way to set up the story, and you know I I don't even know who that uh, that actor is who plays the uh, the old guy, but uh, he does a great job telling the story and to the kids around the campfire. I just I love that opening, and uh, talking about cinematography, I think this film was shot beautifully, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt the fact that it's in a beautiful location, you know, right on the ocean with the lighthouse and the little town and everything. But uh, there are a lot of really great shots in this film. Yeah. I did notice that a lot. Like even, even some of the indoor shots, like there's a shot for um, inside the church that is just absolutely gorgeous. 
Um, I mean, it's the kind of it's the kind of thing you want to almost you know have somebody make a painting of. It just looks so beautiful <laughs> with the lights coming through the window and everything. Uh, it's just it, absolutely perfect. But that uh, you know, Carpenter knows how to shoot a film. Yeah. Um, so you know, you give him a, a great location like this on the ocean and, and and all that, and just turn him loose and let him go. Yeah, I mean, you, can, you definitely can't argue with that. And no, I dude, I agree. Like that's, I don't know. It kind of gives you that. Everybody has that. Maybe not around a campfire, but everybody has that moment where you're just sitting there and telling ghost stories and all. It's relatable too, on top of everything else. So it's you know, throwing that in there is definitely not bad. It doesn't hurt at all. Kind of cool way to start a movie. Yeah, yeah. It's um, they they do it better than the Friday the Thirteenth movies that try to start around a campfire. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those always end up being stupid. Um, but they make this one work. Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, another thing I wanted to mention to you guys: the effects in this movie. I want to know what you guys think about it, but mainly my take on it. Not not saying at all that they were bad. They were, you know, especially for 1980, they were they were very good. But I think what this movie did best as far as their effects is not showing them at all. I think that they did a good job of it. I always say that if you can't do it well, don't do it at all. And there was a couple of spots here where they would hide certain things, if it was with lighting or the fog itself, and you know, there was a couple of tricks that they used to where your imagination had to work instead of seeing, you know, maybe lackluster or even bad effects in certain spots. I think they did a good job of playing to their strengths. And the little bit that they did display uh, effects wise, uh, as far as makeup and all that stuff, I think they did a really good job. And I think they did a good job of playing to their strengths because, you know, a million dollar budget in 1980 when you're having this. Uh, the fog come in like all these things jamie lee curtis and john carpenter's getting paid fuck tom atkins got to pay for his beer and all this stuff the money goes quick yeah i I think they did a good job all around especially hiding certain things with their effects yeah and i I can only assume that you know they sort of purposely held a a lot of stuff back Mm -hmm. because Carpenter, as you'll see with the thing, yeah. uh, is not afraid to put effects on screen. Uh, right. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I can only assume that uh, he took the sort of Jaws model in, in handling that sort of thing. And, and like you said, what, what you know, the blanks that we'll fill in with our imagination are going to be more horrifying than anything they can show us. Right. So, yeah, I, I, I would agree with that. But I, I think it looked pretty good. I mean, you know, the effects in this movie, I I don't think... It's not an effects heavy movie, no. so I think the ones that we do see, I don't I wouldn't say they look great, but they're passable. I wish and this I I bounced back and forth uh with this while I was watching the movie and I was going to not talk about it and here I go. Uh, <laughs> I I think one of the things that really bothers me because I think it would have been very creative to show less using the fog as cover. I think but the fact that the fog was also a glowing light would have been just such an opportunity. And I, I know it would have been very hard to do. I It could have compromised the entire movie if they had gone gorier with it. But especially, it's it's so hard for me not to think about the thing and not to think about, you know, how good practical effects could be in, in comparison to... Um, to some of like the I wish 
if I were seeing a remake of the Fog, completely disregarding the fact that there is a Fog remake, I was going to not talk about that. We're you just going to can see a remake. We're, of the fog. we're just going to if someone were going to remake the Fog today, I think having more practical effects um, in there would be a very good use of the glowing fog. And it's the glowing fog made some really beautiful shots, but mm -hmm. I feel like it made the hiding gore behind the fog less effective. I, I felt like it was working against itself in the fog dynamic uh, in certain death scenes, you know? That makes sense. It does make But um, I, I haven't seen the fog remake. Uh, I, I guess we can kind of talk about it a little bit now, but I, I, I wasn't thrilled about the, the original, as you guys can tell, so you know, I wasn't going to go out of my way to watch the, the remake, but I could only imagine that it was CGI heavy. And you know, I, what year? I don't even know what year the damn thing came out. I think it's, I think it came out in 2005. Oh, yeah. Um, I saw it, I've seen the remake once. And I don't really remember it that well. I just remember hating it. Yeah. Um, I remember it not being good. But I haven't watched it in a long time. I was gonna rewatch it tonight, um, in preparation for this episode, but I just didn't get to it. I had I had more pressing matters to tend to, um, like a nap. Yeah, I was just gonna say your exciting nap. Yeah. Um, but I remember not liking it at all. Yeah, I definitely see what Kat's saying. You know, you can't, there's certain things that don't go great together, you know, and the, the, the light fog, it was great, you know, cause it's it, the fog. I mean, it's the name of the fucking movie. Like it's so important. And it's hard cause there were good shots. I, it's hard to say like, I wish that the fog hadn't glowed because you know, that it was part of it and right. it, it created some really beautiful shots. It put more of a focus on the fog, but Whenever someone died in the fog, I just having those like really intense shadows, I think would have been more effective, uh, like hiding the practical effects, I think would have been a little bit spookier as opposed to just there were a few shots in there when especially on on top of the radio tower, radio tower, um, lighthouse tower. That I, I think I think she was on top of the lighthouse. If she was climbing the tower. I'm going to be really pissed because that will but, fry you immediately. Yeah, I don't know what was going on. Uh, I don't like location wise. I don't know where she was at, but there were a couple shots there that looked a little bit hokier. And I think it's just because they really were kind of working against each other. And also uh, like on the ship, uh, like the hook pulls away and there's like no blood on it. And I, again, I get, uh, there doesn't always need to be blood and gore and stuff, but right. if you've like just killed a person, and you're going to show in the hook lit up by the fog, you know, and it's clean. It's just, I, I don't know. Yeah. I wanted a few more practical effects. <laughs> no, I, I can see that. That's fair enough. I, you know, to me, I'll trade the gore um, and everything just for those shots of like the fog rolling in off the, off the, uh, the ocean, all lit up and looking amazing. But uh, I understand. I, I can see why you would want that too. I think the light, it adds like a mystique to it, too. You know, like it needed that. Like if you take that out, I mean, it's obviously not that it's going to compromise the movie itself, but I don't know. I think it was a really nice touch. You know, it, it made it more important, kind of. 
What do you guys think of the score? I'm I'm just gonna say it. Uh, <laughs> not a huge fan. I I like John Carpenter's music uh-huh. a lot. He does very good scores. I think this is my least favorite of his. There's <sighs> one, uh, and it's really weird because one of the first things that I noticed was the music. I really liked how in the first couple of scenes they had very upbeat music during the more chilling sec sessions. Uh, like sections of the film and then they had like very creepy music during like brighter lit uh cozier sections i really liked the juxtaposition there but then there was like this one there was one song in there uh and it's that john carpenter classic repeating note and the tension is building and that notes yeah. repeating and it's burrowing into your brain and then it went on for just like too long and the tension quit building in the film and then there was still that repeating note and it sounded like it it seriously it sounded like the uh like one of those uh alarm warnings like when you have to replace the batteries and something <laughs> and it just it started to irritate me and that was like the first time a horror score has ever just like gotten on my nerves and it was it hurt cuz i <laughs> went in like expecting to really like the score yeah, I have the score on vinyl. I got it. Uh, they recently released it on Waxwork Records, uh, Mikey. Oh. And you should see the packaging is absolutely gorgeous. And I was going to listen to that today, too, um, but I took a nap instead. <laughs> uh, I, I took quite a long nap. <laughs> um, but uh, I absolutely I really love the score, but I'm a sucker for John Carpenter's music. So it, it's I it's almost like. I can't be unbiased when it comes to his music. I just think it's fantastic. Yeah, I mean, it didn't... I, I noticed it was John Carpenter. You know, obviously hearing it, I was like, oh, okay. You know, the, the, that checks the, the box for it. It didn't stand out to me one way or another. So, you know, and usually, even in the thing, which everybody knows I can't stand, score was great. You know, it, mm-hmm. it really was. And, uh, well, wait a minute, did... Carpenter do the he did the score for the thing right or did he not no, no. yeah no he didn't no. shit that was uh that was uh I can't pronounce his name he's that um genius composer Italian guy he just passed away not too long ago um Morconi maybe I I'm not sure how you pronounce his, his name but um he did a, a ton of films and he he worked on the thing Carpenter did um some musical cues for the thing but ended up not using them because he liked uh, or Coney's score so much he just used that. Yeah, I remembered um uh there there was a movie that he didn't do the score for and I I was pretty sure that was it. But I do remember me and me and Bobby did an episode about the thing and were you on that one, Rob? No, I wasn't on that one, but I, I live tweeted it as I listened to it about how <laughs> asinine both of you two morons are. Moving along from that. Uh, but I do remember I, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on it, I'm pretty sure we noted that he didn't score. I, I don't remember, but I remembered saying something along the lines of, you know, it sounded like Carpenter. You know, like, it, I, I'm pretty sure I noted, I, I mentioned that it wasn't Carpenter, but it sounded like Carpenter. So either way, it, it, all of, he had to approve it somewhere along the line. So obviously, oh, sure, John yeah. Carpenter approved. And th- this didn't really stand out to me, which I guess would go to show you that it was one of his lower you know i guess tiers of work maybe i don't know but it didn't come across as bad i i enjoyed it 
Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, I, a lower level carpenter score is still better than exactly. Most. Yeah, there's no knock on it. Right, right. Yeah. Have you guys listened to his um, Lost Themes album? No, didn't he put one out recently? He's got one coming out. Right. Um, I've actually I've got my pre order in for it. It's not out until like February, but uh, I'm looking looking forward to it. Those are both really good. Uh, the two that have been released, by the way. If you like Carpenter's scores, you'll dig these. They're um, it's just musical pieces that you know aren't involved with any films or anything, but they're great. Right. Oh shit. Also, at one point in the movie, um, I found this interesting that Adrian Barbeau's character is um announcing a song that's coming up or, or that she's getting ready to play, and she says this one's from the Coupe de Villes. Do you guys know who the Coupe de Villes are? Nope. No. The Coupe de Villes is a band um, that John Carpenter started with Nick Castle and Tommy Lee Wallace. <laughs> oh, God. Um, they have an album, but it's not. Um, it's um, it's called I think it's called Waiting Out the 80s or something like that. But the, and they uh, they didn't release it, but they, they recorded the album and gave copies to friends and family. But you can find it online. It, it's it's uh, I believe I found it on YouTube one time. So somehow somebody got a copy and put it up on YouTube. It's very eighties pop and very funny. Really? Yeah, it's it's really um it's not I mean it's not terrible for the time, but it's just so cheesy eighties music that it's it's funny. Uh, you know, hear John John uh Carpenter doing this kind of music. Um and they also did a video for one of the songs um from Big Trouble in Little China. They put a song in Big Trouble in Little China. From the Coupe de Ville, so yeah, you can uh, you can check that out. You know, it, it's crazy how well known John Carpenter is for his acting, uh, acting, Jesus, his directing, and uh, even his writing here and there. But and everyone knows he's a composer and he does his scores and music and everything. But it's so overshadowed, you know. Like he could probably have been an extremely, I mean, well, he is, but. Had he not gotten into movies and film and everything, he probably still could have been an extremely successful musician. Oh yeah, I have no doubt about that. Yeah, he's he's great. Um, and I think uh, his father was a music professor or something, uh, hmm. if I'm not mistaken. But yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's he's a, a a great musician. It does get overshadowed by his, his uh, film work. I think yeah, you're right. But that's just because he's a you know a genius director too. Another thing I wanted to mention to you guys, uh, I guess plural would be, I noted the villain, but uh, the villain, villains of this, you know, the real villain obviously is the fog. How do you feel overall that they worked that? Because there's so many different ways they could go with something like that. And, you know, we mentioned earlier the holes and, you know, the creatures or whatever they, that came out of it. Kat, do you think that they could have done a better job in, in portraying the fog as a villain in itself? I, I think maybe a little bit. I, I think mostly a lot of that comes from the end. Because uh, they they very quickly kind of switched through what they believed was going to be the thing that got rid of the fog. And it felt a little bit jarring. I, I felt like you didn't quite understand what was going to make the fog go away, you know, there was, there just wasn't a lot of, um, I, and I, I don't think everything needs to be spelled out. I, I don't even really mind that we don't know if the creatures are, are ghosts or zombies or 
right. the killers or what. But I, I do wish I had understood just a little bit better what precisely they were after. Like, earlier on. They were after their gold. They were coming back to, to reclaim their gold, but also to get vengeance on the on the town that, that doomed them. So, wait a minute. Are you saying that Warwick Davis could have been in this movie as the leprechaun? They could have, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what you don't see. He's he's in the fog. You just can't see Damn. him. Yeah, I like this movie more. But, Kat, I'm sorry. What, what were you saying? No, I was just—I was wondering, like, if if all they wanted was their gold, why didn't it, it, the fog could have gone more directly to the church, right? Like, that wasn't a direct path to the church, right? But that, that's not, that's not all they wanted, though. They also wanted to exact revenge because they had been uh, led to doom by this town's uh, ancestor, and that's that's why, like, at the when the uh, board catches fire in that weird scene in the radio station, and it says six will die. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, it's coming to reclaim six people. I, I guess. <laughs> I guess. I, I think it, one of the things that I would have maybe liked to have seen with that, it, especially, I, it would have been really nice because they have that whole radio arc written in already. I think maybe a confession being a part of what, gets rid of the ghosts like reading that journal out on air uh would have been an option it would have been like some exposition to tie the thing up a little bit neater um yeah that that could have worked they would have had to figure out a way to get the journal from the church to the radio uh, station though because those groups were separate it would have been yeah there would have needed to be some uh like rearranging in in arcs it's just it i did get a little bit frustrated at the end because the six will die thing felt very secondary yeah it's not it's not um i mean it's it's not brought up a lot it comes up that one time and then again towards the end the father father, says it also yeah when father malone says it's uh when he's presenting them with the giant cross that they made out of the gold, which apparently I don't even understand that plan. Like they sunk these people's ships so they could get their gold. And then they didn't even do anything with the gold other than make a giant golden cross and stick it in the wall of a church. They had to hide the gold. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, well, hide it as a cross. So no one knows that we took it, but then they also put it in the wall. And yeah. I know we're talking about like the fog as a villain, but the the one motivation that confused me more than anything was when you start reading the when the journal starts being read aloud, they make it seem like the man who was like responsible for crashing the ship felt bad and that he did it because he was afraid of the lepers and then it moves from that so quickly to also while we're killing them and not letting them settle here we've got to get that cash. And I was right, like, wait sure. a minute, hold on. <laughs> like any kind of development, any kind of like descent into sin story would have been great. Do we do like one out of 10 ratings ever? Do, does anyone yeah. have like a, where does this fall on everyone's scale? I got to get Rob's first. <laughs> oh, all right. So, um, out of 10, I would go, Eight point eight. Oh, too low. <laughs> no, <laughs> I really, really like this movie, and I, like I said, I know it has problems. I, I understand that, but I just really, really love watching this one. Every time I watch, like as I sat down to watch it today, I couldn't believe how quick the ninety minutes went by for me. Like it's just a, a good time movie. It's fun. I enjoy it. Uh, 
Uh, all right. Um, damn, a good old Davy Portnoy for this one. I'll give it, and I can't go any higher than this. And I feel it's fair. I'm gonna give it a six point seven. Unbelievable. <laughs> and that that's being gracious. You're you're two points shy on that one, but okay. <laughs> two point one to be yeah. exact. Apparently. Yeah. <laughs> I I just. It's a good movie. I'm not going to say it's bad, but I don't I feel there were a lot of holes, which is fine. I'm willing to I'm a Leprechaun fan crying out loud, so I'm willing to overlook a lot of things, but I I just don't feel if they would have did a certain things different, it could have changed a lot. And they didn't. So for me, it's 6.7. Cat, where where are you at in this? I would give it a 7. I I really do kind Oof. of fall right in between. It's it's a good movie. It's got a lot of merits. There are Things I would have liked to see more of. I, it it feels maybe a little bit lower, but only because if you look at other John Carpenter movies, they're all higher mm-hmm. on the <laughs> one to ten scale for me. So, but I liked it. I'm happy to sit down mm. and watch it again. You know what? I'm gonna change my real. I'm gonna change it to a six point six. Hey, come and on! I know. It's a, <laughs> I know. I, I made such a bad one. case that you had to like drop what? down a little bit. Why you gotta be a dick? I'm not being a dick. I'm just. I know it's only point one, but that point one's a big deal to me because I don't think it's a seven. And cat saying seven made me go, okay, six point seven is too close to a seven, so I gotta drop it. That <laughs> right. that point one. I could say six point four very easily, Rob. Um, well, I mean, you could, but that'd be ridiculous. <laughs> no, I'm a, I'm a stay steady at six point six. Fair. All right. I mean, that's it's fair enough. I, I'm not gonna hate on anybody for not liking this movie as much as I do because I do understand the issues that it has. Okay. Um, you know, like I, I get it. It's like I always say about uh, the Friday the Thirteenth movies. That's my favorite franchise, and I know they're not good movies, <laughs> but I don't give a shit. I love them. Um, the Fog is sort of the same way. I it's I know it has problems, but I don't care. I'm here for can it. I can I stop you there real quick? Can, can you say what you said about Friday the 13th one more time? <laughs> I know they're not good movies, but I don't care. Right. Okay. So why are you so mean to Jason Takes Manhattan? It's awful. That one's awful. But- that one's that one's really awful. It's it promised too much. It should have been called Jason is on his way to Manhattan, but does pretty much the same thing he's been doing all these other movies on a boat. Here's here's the problem with Jason take, takes Manhattan. I think it um it's boring. I find it extremely boring, and that is the biggest sin you can create. Uh, you can uh, you can uh, commit as they a Friday the Thirteenth movie. They didn't capitalize on the idea that you're like trapped in an enclosed space. Yeah, and also he didn't really take Manhattan, <laughs> like. Yeah, I know I'm getting a little bit hung up on the title, but I was expecting like much grander. Uh, I was expecting like a lot more flash and show and like <laughs> a higher body count. And well, you see, my big issue with with Rob with this movie is, Cat. He ranked the Friday the Thirteenth movies, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe you had Jason Takes Manhattan last. No, I did not. I had Jason Goes to Hell oh. last. Oh well, shit. All right, I <laughs> thought you had it. Okay. 
I thought you had Jason Takes Manhattan last, and then, okay, so, well, there goes my fucking argument yeah. shit. No, if I well, had Manhattan last, that was just to irritate you, because I, I wouldn't <laughs> say that the hell last. There's, there's no... So, as much as you enjoy irritating me, you very well could have put Takes Manhattan last, just to piss me yeah, off. Yeah, maybe. Hold on, let me look. No, I don't... No, here's... I got the list right here. Goes to hell's last. How the hell do you have that on hand? <laughs> it's, it's... I got it on my phone. You guys don't have this, oh this kind of information available? No, I I don't even. I feel like you walk around with a filing cabinet. I well no, but I have Letterbox. Do you guys not use Letterbox? No. Oh, uh, it's a great app, and you can create lists and rank things on there. And one of them is the Friday the Thirteenth franchise. I'm looking at it right now, and I had Jason Goes to Hell twelve. Well, shit. All right. Well, that that's an argument for another day. <laughs> Rob, we will do Jason Takes Manhattan soon. I did. I want everybody listening to this to know I did try and get this episode to be Jason Takes Manhattan. I got overruled, but I will not give up. We will eventually. I'll, I'm going to make them do it sooner or later. I'm, they're going to give in and say, fuck it. Let's just do it. And get it over with. All right. Uh, I'm ready. I, mean, I was there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I kicked around a ton of ideas and you guys didn't like any of them. Every one of your ideas had Tom Atkins in it. Night of the Creeps had Tom Atkins in it. The Fog <laughs> had Tom Atkins in it, which we did. I can't remember what else I... Uh, I, I he's. I, I noticed on his IMDb page that he's in a short film uh, called Polybius, which I assume is about the, uh, the, the urban legend with the video game cabinet that the government used as like a brainwashing program. Is that... Can I watch that somewhere? Is that... I don't... I have no this? idea. I have no clue what that is. I'm, I'm suddenly very invested in an episode with Tom Atkins. Like, <laughs> oh, that's shit. what we need to yeah. do is a Tom Atkins retrospective episode where we or, watch all of his movies and we talk about. Or just Polybius. Oh, it's a short though. What? I'm sure Rob could fill a couple <laughs> hours worth of Tom Atkins one way or The man is a treasure. A treasure. I, I don't. I don't think Tom Atkins and retrospective has ever been put so close <laughs> together before. Ever. Yeah. I don't Dude know. Dude is great. He's in. Um, he, oh, he's in the um, My Bloody Valentine remake. Oh fuck! Is he? Uh-huh. I like that movie. Dad didn't even notice him. Yeah. He's in, See, he blends into shit. I'm saying. He's in a lot of stuff, man. Maniac Cop was the other one. Maniac Cop, yeah, I suggested that one too. That's a good movie. It's fun. It's stupid. <laughs> Tom Atkins is in it. Uh, stars, we're gonna... stars Tom Atkins and Bruce Campbell. Uh, see, I like Bruce Campbell. All right, so, fuck. <laughs> I hate this Tom Atkins thing. Anyway, um, did you guys have anything else to bring up on the fog? I don't think so. No, I can't think of anything. My God. Um. <laughs> this this is another John Carpenter miss, Rob. The thing, the fog, anything with the in it, you, not good. No one considers the thing a miss, but you. Well, you and Bobby. and Bobby, yeah, you and yeah, Bobby, <laughs> Bobby, whatever. Um, that's yeah, insanity. Uh, how you don't like the thing, John Carpenter? He doesn't have very many misses, and this certainly isn't one of them. This is a great movie. You know, it, it has some problems. It's it's maybe not. It's not as perfect as Halloween. But um, it's still, you know, it's still I'm there for it. It's entertaining and uh, and it's beautiful to look at. It's just uh, all around a win for me. All right, yeah, and you you are right about that. I mean, 
well, most of that. If any of our younger listeners haven't seen The Fog, go check it. It is something you should see. That That's without question. I'll give it that. Um, and look for the leprechaun. You never know. Apparently, he's in that bitch. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, guys, go check us out at Slash Radio on Twitter. Go to SlashRadio.com. Bookmark that bitch. We have all our episodes on there. Uh, articles, interviews, all kinds of shit. And I'm at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. Rob, where are they find you? You can find me at Radio Rob One Two Three on Twitter, and uh, you can also check out my other show, This Horror Life uh, with Ghost. And you can find us uh, on Twitter at This Horror Life, and uh, you can download the show wherever fine podcasts are found. So you know wherever you're listening to Slasher Radio, you can listen to This Horror Life. Okay, Cat. Uh, before before you tell them where they can find you. I just want to point out, Rob still does not have any caps in his Twitter handle. And I noticed, Kat, that you do. So me and you are doing it right, my I will yes. never have. I will never have caps in my Twitter handle, lowercase for life. Cat, <laughs> is am I weird for thinking that's fucked up? I mean, I no, I don't, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, no caps, Rob. No lowercase. That's how you do it. It looks cooler that way. Anyway, Cat, where are they? Where are they going? Uh, at cat underscore valor capital C A T capital C O L E U R. Thank you, thank you very much. Um, and that's a wrap for this week, guys. Be sure to check us out next week. Good night from Slasher Radio. All the best with Slasher Radio podcast. Mr. Humphrey. Yo. What's going on there, Sleeping Beauty? I know. I need my beauty rest. <laughs> oh, man. I I am on little to no sleep. Yeah. No, I was tired as hell when I got home from work. And I was like, I'm going to lay down for a couple hours because I knew we were doing this. And I woke up and I saw it was one thirty, And I was like, <laughs> shit. And I, <laughs> I looked at my phone. I saw this chain of messages. And I, God damn it. You know what I did? Uh, hey, Kat, what's going on? You know what I did uh, Sunday? I woke up at, I don't remember, and it was my grandmother's birthday, mind you. She was coming by for dinner and, you know, the whole thing. My sister was coming. And I woke up at like 9, 30, 10 o'clock, something like that. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to go back to sleep. I was up till like 5, 6 in the morning or whatever it was. I got a few more hours of sleep. I set an alarm for like 12. Dude, I woke up at 4.15 in the fucking evening. Oh, man. I said, holy shit. It was starting to get dark out. I jumped out of bed. Oh, my God. Yeah. Whew. It'll get away from me every now and then. Yeah, you can't be missing your grandma's birthday. Mm-mm. And mm-hmm. uh, the alarm I set, uh, I set for weekdays. So, it going off on a Sunday did absolutely nothing.
Cat disappeared. I know. You made her leave. Yeah. What'd you do? I don't I don't know. I have that effect on women. Sorry about that. Hey. How you doing, Cat? Doing all right. <laughs> it was Rob's fault. Don't worry about it. <laughs> Can you guys, by the way, uh hold on. That's a good one to Oh, well fuck. You probably didn't hear that, did you? Mm-mm. That's shit. shit. No. <sighs> See? This is exactly what I'm talking about right here. Oh, okay. There we go. This should work. How about this? Did you hear that? Yeah, yeah I heard that. Oh, okay. I'm trying to get the sound effects back going, and I think I figured it out. Uh-oh. Yeah, so. That'll give us something to all look forward to. <laughs> no. No. Mm-mm. Yeah. <laughs> so I know, right? I have so many random ones that I I don't, I don't know. Excuse me. Um we, we could start using mine. I have uh <laughs> access to all the official Dungeons and Dragons music. Oh god. <laughs> we could get the officially licensed I'd... Uh, <laughs> I didn't know there was official Dungeons and Dragons music. I didn't know either. I'm trying to figure out what the hell. Okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna find out what the hell this one was together. That was the second most disgusting fluid I've ever had in my eye. Wow. All right. All right. Okay. Rob, that's your sound. What's it labeled? Yeah. <laughs> like... That one. That one comes in handy, I'm sure. <laughs> it's, it's disgusting <laughs> fluid. I, I had to figure it out. I had to figure it out. Okay, well, that that one's scary enough. <laughs> I mean, I have some stuff that's actually relevant too. That's <laughs> chucky laugh. Oh, that's a good. One. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure I can find some that Rob likes. These nuts. Okay, I'm gonna <laughs> stop playing with those for now. <laughs> Well, that was easy, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Why? Oh, my God. What could go wrong did go wrong tonight. <laughs> yeah, and apparently Verizon doesn't have fucking 24-hour support anymore, which is good to know. Uh, Uh-oh. That's, that's handy when you need your internet to work. I know, and I didn't even get through to anybody. I unplugged the router because I was like, all right, I'm going to have to do that, so let me let it sit like that. And then all of a sudden, uh, something, some notification came up on my computer. I seen it in the corner of my eye, and I was like, oh. Okay, nice. what the hell? After I plugged it back in after forever, the fucking automated thing was still telling me what to do. Yeah. Bastards. Yeah. <sighs> Alright, guys, that was... Uh, we were right. Cat, there's no way we could have did an episode on the fly. Well, I don't think so. Watching. I would have gotten immediately sidetracked. I would have found... I would have been the only one here when I found out that you didn't like the thing. We would have fought for, like, ten minutes, and that would have been <laughs> a total Neither of fifteen of minutes. <laughs> Yeah, neither one of us would have really given a shit about the argument. So. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous? He doesn't like the thing. One I of the greatest horror that. movies of all time. <sighs> and it <sighs> again, it's like the Carrie thing. It's it's iconic. They've there have been so many takes on the thing. There's that episode of Futurama. <laughs> Did you really just bring up Futurama? Yeah, no, I, I, can't, I can't get on that train with you. I don't know anything about Futurama. I don't watch cartoons. 
Um, South Park? No. No, not really. I mean, oh. sometimes, but not really. Um, did you see the Thing remake, Mikey? No, I, I haven't. It's not really. And I heard it was it's it not, was way off. It's not really a remake. It's a prequel. Oh. Which well, is, you don't really know while you're watching it, but then you sort of learn at the end. It picks up, it, basically it ends where the dog is running away from the Norwegian camp or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Well, the way they did that. Doing that. Yeah. Yeah, I will watch it eventually. But it's not, I mean, it's not nearly as cool because it's all CGI and shit. Yeah, that's part of the, the problem with that. I don't, know, I don't know the fucking thing. What a weird movie. But you got your, your Tom Atkins fix, you happy? Yeah, I mean, you know, you can never have enough Tommy Atkins, but... God. Whatever. I'll keep sending you pictures. I'm, I'm sure you will. <laughs> I'm going to start folding the cat. Every time you do it, because uh, if I have to suffer, you should too. Um, yeah. All right, guys, that was fun. Yeah, I gotta try and get back to sleep if I can. I'm supposed to work my other job at noon tomorrow. Oh, oh, you got plenty of time to sleep. Staying up all night, but I'm not tired now. Oh boy, go, go watch Tom Atkins movie. Uh, I gotta, I gotta prepare for an episode of This Horror Life with guest star I.R. Chris. Oh so, shit! Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You better get the bleeps ready. If you thought I was bad, you gotta, you better get, get them ready. You gotta get ready for that one. All right, <laughs> I can't wait to hear that. Oh god. I don't. Oh, oh, fuck me in the ass. What are you doing, man? I'm sorry, guys. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry, guys. I apologize. Oh, that's no cool. worries. Nah, that's cool. Three o'clock in the morning, internet goes out. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, they probably shut it down for maintenance. So, like, ain't nobody up at 3 a.m. <laughs> right? Bastards. Anyway, what, what were you saying? I'm sorry. Oh, uh, I, I do. We were trying to I figure out play. where we were at yeah. <laughs> when we left off. I heard you guys cutting out. It was like going real slow, and I was like, oh, no. <laughs>